Welcome back, faithful, to another episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Preseason game one is in the books. A lot of positives and a lot of good things to take away from the game, although the result wasn't a win. But we will recap and break it all down on this episode, and we'll also look ahead to preseason game two against the Chargers, as the Niners are going to square off with the Chargers on Sunday evening. And they will also practice against each other throughout the week. We'll talk a little bit about that injury news and much much more so make sure to keep a lock and stay tuned and don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on instagram and twitter for more 49ers news and analysis preseason game one is a wrap and in the books the 49ers took on the kansas city chiefs on saturday and fell 19 to 16 and we'll talk about that game break it all down we'll go inside the numbers go through some initial thoughts and then we'll talk a little winners and losers from week one of the preseason and then we will turn the tides to week two as the Niners will head down south not too far but to SoFi Stadium where they will take on the Chargers which they're already in LA as they're playing the Chargers in a joint practice today and tomorrow Jay Sahota, Zach Chevy back at it with you faithful Talking Niners football. Nice to finally talk some Niners game day now. We actually get to talk, get into the games now. Chevy, big day on Saturday. Love to hear your initial thoughts from the Niners-Chiefs game on Saturday. You know, what were some things you were excited about, some things you weren't excited about? Just give me your initial thoughts on the game. Yeah, man, I was really excited to watch Niners football in general. You know, it's been so long since we've last seen any Niners action, and I was just so done talking about training camps and OTA and all the stuff there in practice. I wanted to see actual game footage for myself, and I'm very happy I did. Yeah, most definitely. It's it's really nice to get back to talking about games, exactly to your point, and you know, going over the same repetitive off-season talk and and on and on and so on and so forth. So it's kind of nice to get into that. Um. I'll say for me, my initial thoughts were, yeah, it's just nice to just watch 49ers football again. But I'll be honest, I mean, I was really excited about the game at first. But then once it kind of happened, I guess with not a lot of the starters playing, I was kind of drawn out. Once Trey Lance exited the game, I was kind of like, all right, this is this is a little pointless now. And I think that's also because I know the expectations for this team this year, right? There's not a lot that, you know, I'm I'm surprised or intrigued about. It's like, I know when this team's healthy, I know where we can go. So, you know, obviously late in the preseason game, it's not going to be too intriguing. But, um, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll just kick it right off by saying, Trey, Trey Lance, I mean, before we get, go inside the numbers, I mean, let's l- let's talk about him because we've been talking about him all offseason. And now we finally got to see him play in a game in-game action and he played a decent portion he played pretty much the entire first half and a little bit in the second um and digging inside the numbers Trey Lance went five for 14 128 yards had that fantastic touchdown pass to Trent Sherfield took four sacks and of course the five for 14 is a little deceiving considering there were a lot of drop balls what were your initial thoughts on Trey Lance's first performance as a 49er Yeah, you know, I think his first performance really confirmed the two things that I kind of had rolling in my head. One, he is a heck of a talented quarterback. My God, does he have the arm. He has everything you want in that star quarterback. We didn't get to see the run, which is something I'll touch on more later. But number two is 
you know, Trey Lance needs to play more games. He needs more experience. That was one of the most evident thing. The talent is clearly there, and he has the talent to be an NFL star. You know, he ha- he's played one game since, like, 2019. He, he needs more reps. He needs uh, to learn the offense. He needs to learn the NFL, and he just needs more reps at quarterback. Uh, he will get to see those reps in the preseason, and that game kind of made me a bit more hesitant on when he'll actually start for the Niners, but I, I have no doubt that he's going to start at some point. But, I mean, the sacks were a problem. Yes, it was your second O-line, which is so much worse than your first O-line. But still, the sacks were a problem. Some of it, the throws, he got away with that. Some could have easily been intercepted and probably should have been intercepted. But that 80-yard bomb. That's one of the I've seen that highlight over 30 times as a Niners fan. It is just so amazing how, you know, he's able to take it off of a play action, go outside, and then just launch the ball to Sherfield. I'm just I'm so excited to see what this man can do in the future. And as I mentioned, they didn't even incorporate him in the running game. You know, I, I thought maybe they'd want to show one play or two so that way uh, teams would have to start preparing for the run as another thing for them to focus on rather than uh, just the, the deep ball and the throwing. Uh, but I, I'm sure we'll get to see uh, a bit of his running in uh, the next couple preseason games. But at the same point, they don't want him to get injured. You don't want to take that risk. So it's the risk-reward benefactor in the preseason. But I'm excited to see Trey Lance more. No doubt. And I think um, a lot of what you said, I'm on the same page with you. In that regard, I think starting with how how Trey Lance looked, that was kind of my initial thoughts too because there was so much unknown. And obviously over the past few weeks, the one thing that we've talked about when we talk about Trey Lance is – We haven't seen him play. Now we have tape and we have footage and we've been able to see him play. I think you 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 hit the nail on the coffin really nicely about Lance in the in terms of he is an absolute freak. That's the first thing that came to mind. I'm like, this this guy is just an incredible athlete. The way it like as soon as the ball snapped, I'm like, oh my God, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna run? Is he gonna pass? Is he gonna, you know, do some crazy play? Like you can see he has that wow factor. But exactly to what you said, where you definitely got the vibe of he needs time. And that is not a knock on him at all. And if anyone says, oh, what do you mean, Trey Lance? Are you joking? This is week one of the preseason. And to your point, Trey Lance, that was his first, you know, in-game action since, I think, yeah, like you said, late, did maybe December of 2019. And I think he had one game in, in the beginning of March of 2020. It's been a year since he's played in an actual football game. So... That's, you know, normal for a guy who's 20 years old. That's very, very young. And that's the, the first thing that kind of came to my mind is this guy is sick. I think he has all the potential in the world to be a really a star in this league. But again, like I said last week, just be patient. Like you don't you don't want to rush with a guy with this kind of talent. You don't want to rush him in. Like I know people saying, oh, he should start starting week one, starting week seven. I'll just start up by saying this. You are insane if you if you want to start in week one. I'll just flat out and go ahead and say it. You're insane if you want to start in week one because he's not ready at that level just yet. 
Now, here's what I got to say about Lance. Actually, you know what? I'll wait a minute and I'll, I'll keep going here to go into your point of in the run game. I have a few. I agree. I was excited to see a little zone read and, and him in the run game. But I feel like one, exactly you said it's preseason. Shanahan has already said that he wants to incorporate him in the offense, which means Shanahan's not going to show his hand in week one of the preseason. So he's going to keep it simple. Keep a vanilla, right? Not do anything crazy. So I think that's the reason why he didn't do, show any run game. But ending off on my Lance thought is this. After watching Garoppolo play, which, which I'll get your, um, your take on Jimmy in a minute, although he didn't play a lot, this was my initial take here is Garoppolo looked good. He looked clean. He looked, you know, fresh. And again, Jimmy's not going to wow you in a lot of ways. He's going to game manage. That's what he does. Garoppolo is our present. Garoppolo looks in the zone. He looks good. That's what the Niners need right now. They need consistency. They need stability. We haven't made the playoffs in three out of the last of four years. We expect to make the playoffs this season. Jimmy Garoppolo is our best shot to do that. Having said that, to your point about Trey Lance, about you know when is he going to be ready, I'm totally cool if he sits the entire year, learns, observes, gets some reps in there here and there when Shanahan mixes him in there. I'll tell you what, I think Trey Lance is going to be ready to go. All, you know, all hands on deck. OTAs 2022, Trey Lance is going to be our quarterback number one. I think let Jimmy last hurrah, do it, do his thing, right? Take us all the way, take us to Super Bowl. If that's how far he, he gets us to, right? And then next year, I think regardless of what happens this year, Trey Lance is going to, you bet your ass, he's going to be ready to be the starting quarterback of this team. Yeah, I do agree with you. I on touching on Jimmy in the preseason, you know, he he looked fine. He looked exactly what you would expect for Jimmy to do. He's never been great starting off uh, a season or a preseason. He had that terrible preseason in 2019 and then led the team to the Super Bowl. So, you know, I'm not worried at all. I'm not really looking at Jimmy at all in the preseason because Jimmy's going to do what he has to do and he will be the starter week one. The only reason I would think they'd ever use Lance in week one is either Jimmy goes down or because you're against such an easy opponent in Detroit, yeah, that the blow could out. be a yeah. time. Yeah, a blowout, you put him in for like the fourth quarter or something like that, and he gets real NFL regular season reps because uh, that's an opponent that you can feel comfortable putting Trey Lance in. But again, Jimmy's the guy. The only reason Lance will go in is if the Niners lose like two or three in a row and the fans are calling for Jimmy's head or if Jimmy goes down injured, which is probably the more likely reason why, you know, Jimmy's a consistent guy. Jimmy's a winner. Jimmy's been a winner at all levels. He has been a winner with the Patriots. He's been a winner with us. Jimmy's going to win. And uh, I put all my trust in Jimmy and I really don't take into preseason account for the starters because they got their spot They're They're just trying to warm up a bit and they're just trying to not get injured. That's the number one goal of the preseason if you're a starter on this team. Absolutely. I've, I'm totally with you on that. It's preseason. You know, there's no need to, you know, look too much into it. But all, all I took away was exactly, you know, as I said before, I think, you know, I think Jimmy is what we need right now. And Lance is going to get there. But again, his stats were deceiving. Overall, I thought he looked really good. And I think unless you watched the game properly and watched all his reps and possessions, which I know a lot of these people in the media probably did not, right? They're just going to look at the 180-yard bomb and be like, oh, my God, he should start week one. It's like, no, 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 relax. Like, look at everything else of what he did. He didn't get a lot of help. And we're going to talk about the O-line in a little bit, too, because it was it was 
horrible. And obviously, that's not what you're going to be. If you're going to be quarterback one, you're going to get big boy Trent Williams out there. You're going to get Alex Mack out there. So you'll have a proper old line in front of you. And, you know, that was Jalen Moore's first start at tackle. And I don't even think tackle is his actual position. He, you know, we drafted him as a guard. So that's a little out of his comfort zone, too. So it's a little different. Again, it's preseason, right? Like, like we talked about for the last two weeks, set the bar low. And I think that's how it is. The last thing I'll say about the Garoppolo Lance thing is this. And I know, it's, again, it's only preseason week one. So I don't want to get too much into it because I could be completely wrong. And I honestly hope I'm wrong. But I, I think this, you can see the difference in Trey Lance, how he can change the 49ers offense compared to how Jimmy Garoppolo manages the game. Like I felt, I really felt it in that game because Aside from maybe the Saints game in 2019, I haven't seen Shanahan really go to Jimmy and be like, we're going to let it rip today. Other than that, it's – go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think, uh, you know, Trey just brings a dynamic to this offense that Jimmy doesn't have. And, and, you know, that's fine if that's your type of quarterback. Like Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time and – him and Jimmy are kind of similar. They're pocket passers. They don't really move much, and they're they look for the completion. They look for the passes, the easy passes that are there. They don't really look deeper. Jimmy doesn't really look that deep. Lance, you have everything open. You know he is that athlete. He can move. He can get you with his legs, or he can throw the quick pass, or he can launch a deep ball like he did to Sherfield for the touchdown. Uh, you know, I, I really think it opens up the offense more for Shanahan, uh, which you always want to do when you have one of the best offensive minds in the game. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I and I truly think that and we'll start to see it. We'll see what happens this weekend, next week as well. Um, and even throughout the season. Right. I'm obviously, assuming not assuming, but more than likely, Jimmy Garoppolo is, is going to be the starting quarterback to open the year. And, you know, who knows how far from then. But I think you'll really kind of start to see it. How you know, Shanahan operates the offense with Garoppolo with the helm opposed to Trey Lance. It's going to be really interesting, but I already in one preseason game, I got the vibe that I'm like, okay, this this is why we sacrificed the future for Trey Lance because with his legs that we didn't even get to see yet, with that match that with the cannon of an arm and his intellect, he's got a really, really good head on himself. This could open this offense up to a whole nother level. And that's what a lot of people have been talking about this offseason when we drafted Trey Lance is, it's not a knock on Garoppolo. It's the fact that Lance just has this freakish ability to open up this offense with one of the greatest my offensive minds in all of football, Kyle Shanahan, with the playmakers that they got on offense. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. But again, to start the year, I'm really excited to see Jimmy do his thing. And I hope he proves me wrong. And I hope he goes out and has an MVP kind of year. That would be absolutely freaking fantastic. But at the same time, I want to see a little mix, um, mix and match here and there and throw Lance in. Um, having said that, but yeah, Garoppolo's three for three for 26 yards. He only played one possession, yada, yada. We get all that. We talked about Lance's stats. Nate Sudfeld did not play a single snap in this game, and it turns out he won the third string dog by default because Josh <laughs> Rosen went 10 for 50, 93 yards, one interception, took a sack, and after the game, he got cut. Oh, man, I... <laughs> You know, it's it's tough. I really feel for Josh Rosen because this has been a really, really tough. Like, you can't script these kinds of things. You know, when you get drafted, you know you're you know you're gonna be the guy and you're gonna be a journeyman. But man, the guy just he he's never even gotten his shot yet, and all of a sudden he's like 
the next journeyman that, you know, maybe maybe he's a filler guy now. Like, who the hell knows? But I just, I feel bad for Josh Rosen. But I got to say, he looked good. But up until, this, this is when I stopped watching the game is when he threw that ugly interception late in the second half. And I was like, yep, this is unfortunately the Josh Rosen that we know him to be. And that's unfortunate. But it is what it is. Josh Rosen is no longer the team. So it looks like Nate Sudfeld is the default third stringer unless Shanahan and Lynch decide to bring someone else in. What are your thoughts on Rosen before we move on? Yeah, you know, Rosen was a project. He hasn't worked out in the past and didn't work out this year. And, you know, I wish him all the best, but he's not our third string. So it <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, I truly do wish him all the best. I mean, I hope he, you know, gets somewhere where he is the true backup or, you know, I, I, don't, I really don't know after this many teams if he's going to get a chance to start. I mean, I hope at some point, but... Again, I, I truly do wish the best of luck for Josh Rosen because it's been a definitely a, a tough, rocky start to his career. Um, continuing going inside the numbers in this game in terms of the running game, Jermichael Hasty. I mean, how about him? We'll talk about him in a second. 10 rushes, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Trey Sermon and Wayne Gallman kind of split carries in the first half. Sermon was nine rushes for 26. Gallman was six for 21. As for the wide receivers, Trent Sherfield had the one big catch, one catch for 80 yards and a touchdown. Charlie Warner, one catch for 34 yards. Jawan Jennings played really well. One catch for 26 yards and then two rushes for 23. Jordan Matthews, another guy who I want to talk about, who comes in as a tight end. He spent the last few seasons with us as a wide receiver. He had a nice catch for 16. So that's kind of it on the offensive side. On the defensive side, Ambry Thomas led the team with tackles with five. Demandre Lenore was phenomenal with two tackles and an interception. Um, Alex Barrett had some tackles. Talanoa Hafunga looked great. And the, the guy that I thought, again, I talked a lot about this um, the last few weeks about our linebacker depth. And obviously we went outside Michael Kendricks, the veteran, which is a nice pickup. But this guy, Jonas Griffith, this guy's a he's a good player. I mean, I saw him make so he was everywhere in this game. And I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe we're not as thin at the linebacker position as I assumed. Um, what are some of your takeaways from the guys that kind of just listed off from the stat sheet there? Yeah, so for the offense, there's two guys I want to focus on. My boy JJ Jawan Jennings, he had a great game and he looked just really impressive out there in uh, his second year with the Niners. Uh, I, I think he kind of took the edge right there for the third wide receiver job in my mind. I, I really just think that he brings a compliment to Debo and Ayuk's uh, game. And, you know, it, he, he got open and he caught the passes, which is exactly what you want for your wide receiver three. The other guy on offense that really caught my mind, as you mentioned, Charlie Warner. Uh, I really liked Warner and uh, I really liked him last year. Uh, and he started to catch the balls better this year. And it's it was shown in uh, the game, you know, when Lance was in the end zone and he had to get the ball out quickly, Warner was there for a huge pickup. Uh, I really think uh, this could be a big season for Warner to continue to learn from Kittle and Dwelly and potentially take over for Dwelly next year. As we mentioned, I think last podcast that Dwelly's on a one-year contract. So yep. Warner is kind of grooming to be that eventual Kittle backup. And who knows if Warner is doing as well as he seems in the pass catching area, there could be some two tight end sets where instead of Kittle getting the ball, it could be Warner. Uh, I mean, I highly doubt that because you have George Kittle and, you know, we've seen in a, a couple of years in a row kind of where Kittle's gone down with injuries. 
So Warner can step in. And, you know, I'd like to see Warner in a bigger role if needed, because I, I really think that uh, he's showing a lot of uh, potential and upside. Uh, for running backs, Trey Sermon had an all right game. Uh, the fumble was not okay. Right? And, you know, you can't fumble in a Shanahan offense, and I'm sure Shanahan will tell you that. But uh, other than that, he caught passes out of the backfield, which was good. And, you know, he was really running behind the second O-line, which isn't great. And, you know, it's not going to be great. Uh, the one position I want to talk about a bit more in a, in a preseason is the left tackle. Because Williams, Trent Williams right now is injured and Sean Coleman also suffered an injury. So because of that, Jalen Moore, the fifth round tackle we uh, took, is going to get reps at left tackle Uh for the rest of the preseason, probably. He'll probably be the starter for the rest of the preseason. Aaron Banks, the guard we took in the second round, is also a bit shaken up. So, you know, Brunskill looks like the right guard and the will continue to have the lead for the right guard. Uh, and I'm not excited to see J- Jalen Moore with the starters, but I'm also excited to see if he can somehow, you know, stay in there. Like, he, he got ripped apart last week. Uh, and, and this week he's going up against uh, Joey Bosa. So good luck to you, man. Uh, we we would all need it if we're going up against uh, Joey Bosa. And then looking at the defense, Lenoir looks amazing. Great. He, yeah, he, really good. He is definitely going to be uh, one of the backup cornerbacks. Uh, he, he just looks like he could step in right away and have an impact. Of course, he's a rookie, and, you know, there's always learning curves, but I have him over at Ambry Thomas, even though Thomas was taken in the third round. As I think I've mentioned in the past, Thomas is a bit more of a project than uh, Lenoir because Thomas, you know, he has all the tools, but he doesn't really have uh, the experience, and he needs more of that time. Whereas Lenore, he's, he's been surprising me, man. Like, he's just looking great. Uh, I know in the combined practice with the Chargers today, he was looking great again. And, you know, I, I'm excited to see it. Uh, Hufanga, I loved him in the preseason. Apparently, he brings this amazing energy to the team whenever he's on the field. And, you know, uh, if he continues to, to work hard on the field, he could potentially leapfrog some of the safeties that we have. And, you know, with uh, Kwaski injured, he, he may get a nod here or there in the regular season. So I'm excited to see the safety battle. And as you talked about, Jonas, Jonas Griffith was a big surprise at linebacker. And, you know, as you said, it, it was a depth that was kind of questionable. And, you know, we've been lucky to have Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw healthy for most of the period. Uh, last year but if either of those go down you look back there and, and it's kind of empty I like the Michael Kendrick signing you know he was always a pain for the Seahawks so coming over is never bad I don't mind stealing people from the Seahawks it works of course time they do it with Sharon. us all the time exactly they take our guys we take their guys it works but yeah um uh, th- those were the main takeaways from guys I really liked uh, from the first preseason game yeah, and, and I think you you set the table nicely for for the next segment, talking about winners and losers from the first preseason game. But before I move on to that, I do want to jump on your take on the secondary. And I, I yeah, you you did previously state that Ambry Thomas was more of a 
a project because I previously asked you if you know if you thought Ambry Thomas has a, had a shot to maybe push Emmanuel Mosley for the corner, but I don't think that's a that's a conversation at all. But as for for Demo Lenore, I I, I do think that that the plan here is they resigned, they brought back K1 Williams, who's been sensational for us over the last few years on a one year deal. He is probably going to leave after the season, and Lenore is probably going to be the new nickel corner. Is my initial kind of thought as to what the plan is there. But, man, he he looks really good. I mean, I'm, I've been really impressed. I mean, it's only been one game. And, you know, I don't. unfortunately, the Chargers aren't, aren't starting any of their starters for the preseason, although I would have loved to see Lenore go up against some of these guys like Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, because the Chargers got some studs at receiver. I would have loved to see Lenore get those reps. But then again, I guess they're going to – I guess he's going, going to get those reps in the joint practice anyway. So that's great. And then as for Hafunga, a guy who I've been – just raving about all off season. I thought he looked great as well. There were a couple, couple rookie mistakes here and there. I think there was the one deep bar. I think it was a holding call. So it was some penalty that was on him in the first quarter. You know, that's something that he'll end up learning and, and, you know, getting better. But I think already, I think Hafunga already looks great as a guy to put on special teams. It already is pretty evident that he has that energy and that hard hitting mentality that you need on special teams. So I think Hofunga is looking pretty good in terms of getting a roster spot there. But in terms of getting better at safety, I think it'll take a little bit of time. But I wouldn't be surprised because our our secondary is kind of open right now. We talked about that last week. We have Tavon Wilson stated there or slated there to start right now with Tart injured. And then outside of that, but you know what, though? Actually, I completely forgot. Haha, Clinton Dix has looked pretty good in his first uh, week. I've heard a lot of rumors about him playing really well. So you know what? He could end up starting aside Jimmy Ward, which honestly on paper, I mean, hey, I'd be pretty happy to have Jimmy Ward and HaHa Clinton Dix are starting safeties. I, I mean, would if be... it was three years ago, I'd be happy with HaHa Clinton Dix. <laughs> I don't know fair. about right now, but we'll see. Fair enough. All, all fairness to that, but that's why I said on paper, right? I didn't say like yeah. legitimate. On paper, it looks great, but in, you know, live, we, we haven't seen him. And we talked about that last week. We talked about um, the signing in general and our thoughts on the signing. And we we both agreed on the fact that, you know, we like the signing, but we don't know what he has left in the tank. But so far, what I've heard from camp is he looks pretty good. So maybe he'll get some, he didn't play last week. Maybe he'll get some reps this week against the Chargers. It'll be kind of nice to see what he's got. But you know what? I, I like the fact that the goal to get him because if Hafunga keeps growing, that's great. We have Clinton Dix, who's, you know, a veteran to be back there. So, I think John Lynch did a nice job there, especially with Tony Jefferson going down, which hurt. John Lynch did a nice job of kind of patching that up because that that could have got, you know, de-escalated really quickly into a really bad situation. So I'm glad that's that doesn't look as bad as it seems. Um, moving on to the winners and losers here, at least for me, and then I'll go to you and I'll start with my winners. Um, well, we just talked about Demandre Lenore. He's definitely one of my winners because he, he was just fantastic, made a great impression right out of the gate. Uh, your boy, Jawan Jennings, I thought looked fantastic, you know, and exactly like you said, he's a great way to compliment Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. But I also like the fact that with Jawan Jennings, it seemed pretty evident here that um, the, the receiving corp is looking a little more clear than it did beforehand. I think you know who the top two are in Ayuk and Debo. You know, we know the Niners have been raving about Sanu this camp, so I assume he'll probably start the year as the wide receiver three, but, you know, that might change as the year goes on. Jawan Jennings made a hell of an impression, and then Trent Sherfield made the deep ball, and he's been having a good camp as well. 
So it seems like those five seem to be the guys rounding out the wide receiver corpse right now. And it seems like Richie James has had a, you know, there's been a few drops here and there. Not sure about that. He might hang on to a spot because of kick return, but he's fallen down the depth chart in terms of wide receiver. Uh, Jermichael Hasty is another, another one of my winners. You know, I've been talking about Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, who didn't even play, uh, Mostert, Gallman. I've talked about every running back in the book except for Jermichael Hasty, and that's my bad. And he proved me wrong. The guy was a beast. You know, I'm more than happy to call him Baby Hulk from here on out. The guy looked great. He or mini beast mode, whatever the hell they call him. The guy, the guy was a beast on Sunday, period. But he was great. I love what I saw out of him, and and he's making a pretty good case because, like you said, Trey Sermon had a bit of the fumble bug, and you know that's something we don't need. And I think I don't know if you remember, but back in I think it was 2018 when Jeff Wilson came on as a rookie, he yeah. also had the turnover problem in that year. And then look at Jeff Wilson now, right? He just bloomed into a really great back. So I think Trey Sermon may take a little more time to get into his own. But if Jermichael Hasty keeps this up, he's going to be running back two on this depth chart. So I love what he did. And then my last winner, who we already talked about, is Jimmy G. Because all offseason, he's had Trey Lance, Trey Lance. How does Trey Lance look? Uh, how, what have you done to, to mentor Trey Lance? Come on. Jimmy G, we know he's a pro. We know, you know, he's he's a respectful dude and he'll show up. He'll be, he'll, he'll, he'll be a professional. He knows how to deal with the media. But come on. We all know Jimmy G, you know, deep down in his heart's probably like, all right, can y'all just shut up now? Like, you know, like right now, this is my team. Like, just focus on me. But you know what? Trey Lance, yeah, he looked good. And you saw Jimmy G rooting on his team because that's just the kind of class act that Jimmy Garoppolo is. But you saw that Trey Lance had some, you know, rookie mistakes and, you know, a couple, you know, growing pains that he'll kind of have throughout his career as a young guy. That's why I classify Jimmy Garoppolo as a winner because that means that right now Trey Lance isn't quite ready, and everyone's talking about this competition in preseason. It's like, hey, hold up, man! I don't think there's quite a competition just yet. That's why I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner after Saturday's game. Who were some of your winners? I think you already probably talked about, but if there's anyone other um, than the guys you talked about, go ahead. Yeah, I would mention the same guys that you mentioned. I think Jonas Griffith is definitely a winner definitely. Uh, yep. for his performance uh, as the linebacker, especially with the depth that we've mentioned. And Jalen Moore, as I'll say, he's a winner, not because he did well, because if you're basing it off of performance, he wouldn't be close to a winner. But because Trent Williams and Sean Coleman went down, he is going to get more reps and he's going to get starter reps, which you know yep. you wouldn't see without those injuries. So in the preseason, this is the time you want to prove yourself and go against the best competition so you can see your mistakes and get better and improve. So I, I think he's a winner. Um, and the, the rest that you've already, and of course, Charlie Warner, who I said uh, with Jawan Jennings, I think he's a winner for how he looked. Uh, but yeah, on to the losers. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to go with my losers, but I do want to just piggyback off your Jalen Moore thing. I th- I think that's a good call because you're right. You took it right out of my mouth there. Reps, man. He, he didn't need to look good. It's preseason, right? But And again, like we talked about a few minutes ago, his normal position is guard and you're getting asked to play left tackle. That's a little out of your element. So that's okay if he struggled and he's because now he's getting these reps. And like you mentioned, he gets to go up against Joey Bosa and join practice maybe on Sunday, maybe, maybe not. But either way, you're going to see him at some point. That's really, really good experience, whether you struggle or not. Jalen Moore is just a rookie. Those were only his first few reps. So I like that call. And Charlie Warner in year two, I like that call too. He had a nice game. 
you know, getting getting things together there. But um, as for losers, and before I get to losers, I'm going to say I had two guys kind of in the middle. They weren't winners, but they weren't losers, and that's the Trey's. Trey Lance and Trey Sermon, I thought both of them looked good. They didn't get a lot of help. It's their first preseason game. You know, I don't wouldn't say they wowed anyone, which is why I wouldn't say, like, they're a true winner or anything. But they definitely didn't lose anything because it's only preseason game one. And I know both these guys are going to get reps in the regular season anyway. So I got them in the middle. But on to the losers. I mean, I guess this is a pretty obvious one. And that's the second team offensive line. We got problems, bro. Like this. I, I mean, I'm scared because every year we have, you know, somebody's going to miss time at some point. And especially with 17 games this year. It's, you know, it, it's inevitable that someone's going to miss a game here and there. And hopefully, knock on wood, that there's, you know, no significant injuries. But, you know, at times, you know, there's going to be a guy missing here and there. And like you talked about, Daniel Brunskill slated to play right guard. That's our Swiss Army knife. Like, that's why in the beginning, we were like, our ideal scenario would be Aaron Banks slating that right guard. And then Brunskill, in case anyone goes down, he gets to be that Swiss Army knife and be that immediate guy to fill in that void. But now, Aaron Banks is hurt. He struggled. Who's my other loser? I think Aaron Banks definitely just lost this week. And it's unfortunate because he got hurt. But even when he did play, he didn't look the greatest. And again, it's only week one of preseason, and he's a rookie, so that's okay. But getting injured doesn't help because now you've got to miss a preseason game. And that could have been an extra game and extra reps to push Daniel Brunskill. Now the Brunskill's starting. We don't have a backup center in case something happens to Alex Mack. That's not good. And our depth behind that, like you mentioned, Sean Coleman is hurt. Trent Williams should be back week one, so I'm not too overly, you know, worried about that. There's Alfredo Gutierrez, who, according to Kyle Shanahan, has been balling. That's a quote, straight quote from him. Colton McKivitz, who I haven't really been the highest on him. Tom Compton, another guy who I'm not the highest on. Uh, there's Senio Kelamete. I don't know much about him. He's another guy thrown out there as well. So a lot of guys who don't have a ton of experience or guys, not a lot of guys are high on, that worries me about our offensive line. And I think if there's a flaw so far in preseason about this team, it's the offensive line behind our starting five. And then to round out my losers, Josh Rosen, who got cut, Definitely loser in that game. Unfortunate for him. And then last but not least, your boy, Jalen Hurd. And it's unfortunate <laughs> because he didn't even play because he's been injured. But I say he's a loser because of the way that Trent Sherfield, Jawan Jennings, and the way most Sanus looked in camp. That's why it's unfortunate I got Jalen Hurd as a loser in. And now apparently he's missing the week with knee tendonitis. And man, I I, I hate to say it, but I think his his time as a, as a 49er is, you know, clock's ticking. Yeah, it really breaks my heart to hear that Jalen Hurd probably will never get a chance to play for the Niners because of injuries. Uh, But he is definitely a loser. I mean, you know, there's not much more to it. He's not healthy. He's not going to play. That's that's straight up how it goes, you know. And with the success of Jawan Jennings and Trent Sherfield and how Sanu is looking in camp, there's probably not going to be a spot for him even if he's healthy. You know, it it really sucks because I did have a lot of high hopes for him. But, hey. Can't be right about everyone. Uh, another loser I'd like to bring up, again, 95% of it is all based on injuries, and that's uh, Elijah Mitchell. You know, yep. with Jeff Wilson going down, he also had a chance to show himself in preseason, and hopefully he gets healthy enough to prove himself as well. But, you know, you, ne- you need the reps, and injuries come a long way. And one loser I want to talk about, 
who wasn't injured, and I, I'd probably call him a semi-loser, would be Ambry Thomas, just because, you know, he was taken in the third round over Lenore, and you would think maybe he's above him in the depth chart, but he was clearly below him. He clearly struggled in training camp, and uh, he struggled in uh, the preseason game. And, uh, again, I do think he needs uh, more work, and I think he knows that and the team knows that. So it's not the biggest loss, but in general, it's not a win. He didn't surprise me in any way that I thought he would surprise me. Yeah, fair enough. I think that's a fair point. And, you know, I'll give Ambry Thomas the benefit of the doubt because, again, it is the first preseason game. But I know what you're saying, him being a higher draft pick than rather a later draft pick. There's a little more expectation out of you. So I understand that. I totally get that. I think for Elijah Mitchell, yeah, that's, you know what, that's tough, especially with the way Jermichael Hasty played. And now, you know, you know, you're just going bought, you know, to the bottom of the depth chart at the running back position. Having said that, I don't think he's a total loser in this situation. And that's because I feel like with the Niners, there is no shortage of running backs. Like we could take you know, 10 running backs if we wanted to. So I have a feeling Elijah Mitchell will probably be stashed on the practice squad at the end of this thing. So I wouldn't say it's all, you know, downhill for him. And with the way Raheem Mostert's track record is, you know, he's probably going to miss a handful of games this season. Knock on wood, I hope he doesn't, but that's just his track record pretty much his entire career. So, you know, expect to see different guys and being at a running back by committee throughout the year. Um, but that's a good call. Rounding out the injury report after this week, like we mentioned already, Aaron Banks will miss two to three weeks with a shoulder injury. That is, um, it's the it's a tough one. And then staying on the offensive line, Trent Williams is out for the week with knee swelling. Apparently, there's nothing to be um, too concerned about there, which is good. Sean Coleman also went down with an injury. Not too sure what the status is there. We talked about Jalen Hurd, who's out for the week with knee tendonitis. Elijah Mitchell will miss two weeks as well. Javon Kinlaw's got the knee swelling issue. I believe he's been at practice, which is a good sign. And then Bosa and D. Ford have returned to practice. Good news. Positive news on that note. Looking ahead now to week two, the Niners will go to Los Angeles, take on the Chargers at SoFi Stadium on Sunday evening. So now that we've kind of recapped week one against the Chiefs and we kind of round out this episode, what are we looking forward to on Sunday evening at SoFi Stadium? I'm looking forward to the matchup in general, uh, mainly because uh, the fact that we're playing them in practice. You know, these are guys who are already going to have a good look at Trey Lance and some of the wide receivers and vice versa for our cornerbacks. They're going to get a look at Herbert or whoever is going to play quarterback most of the time. Yes, side note. Side note as well, for people who do not know, the Chargers will not have any of their starters playing at all in the preseason. So, But having said that to your point, they will get a look at Justin Herbert in the joint practices. But anyways, continue your thought. Yeah, yeah. I I think that in general, it's going to be a more exciting game than other preseason games because leading up to the game, they've been practicing with each other all week. So they know some of the plays that will be done. So if they recognize it, it's not like they're watching film on the teams. They're actually seeing for their eyes in practice and reacting. So maybe if a quarterback gets beat one time in practice, he knows the move that got him beat and he'll work on it for the game. So I'm really excited to see this is a game where uh, it'll be more – tough for Trey Lance who 
already had it tough last week uh, against the Chiefs. So I'm excited to see if he's able to adapt and maybe it actually he actually benefits from it, seeing wh- how the cornerbacks play his wide receivers, how his wide receivers are playing the corners and knowing where to position the ball against some of these corners. It could actually be an advantage to him. So I, I'm just excited to see the difference uh, between playing the Chargers and the Chiefs based off of practice. Yeah, no, that's a good call because especially for some of these young guys now, you've seen them once and now you're going to see them again. So it shouldn't be much of a surprise knowing that you're, you know, you've seen them a few times now and then you're going up against them in the game. So that is definitely something to keep an eye on there. Um, In terms of things that I'm watching for, I mean, overall, again, I kind of just want to see consistency and improvement. So I want to see guys like Lenore, Hafunga, um, you know, see how how are they going to be consistent in this game? How are they going to? you know, take the next level from how they did last week. I'm going to look out for the Trey Sermon, you know, how's he going to do? And then of course, Trey Lance, right? How's he going to do in his second game? And is he going to get some more help from the second team O-line? Is he going to get some more help from his receivers who dropped a, a handful of balls and all of a sudden, you know, that that stat isn't looking as bad as it as it does right now. The fall of five for 14 could be maybe nine for 14. But anyways, it's preseason, so it doesn't matter. But I'm looking out for things like that. And I'm also, there is one specific starter that, I don't know, I, I didn't really, you know, have my eyes glued to him. But, I mean, after reading a few post-game uh, write-ups and all that, a lot of people said, Daniel Brunskill struggled at right guard, and that's a problem because he is going to be our starting right guard. Having said that, I'm not too worried about him. I know a lot of people are a little iffy about him, but I'm not totally worried about him because... Don't forget, too, he's also still kind of getting his feet wet at right guard. He hasn't played more than, like, last year he was supposed to be our starting right guard. But because of all the injuries, he only played, like, two or three games at right guard before moving over to center. So he is trying to get his feet, his foot back, or trying to get his feet back at right guard, you know, and kind of get, get into things, too. And it's only preseason week one. But, I mean, if there is a starter to kind of look out for I'm, I got my eyes on Brunskill. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Brunskill needs more reps and will get more reps, uh, probably some reps even without the starters, uh, just so he can get prepared and you know get comfortable with specifically right guard because he's played all over the place. So uh, you know, making sure he's comfortable there. Him and McGlinchey have a good system, uh, and you know maybe him and Mac as well. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm just – I'm ready for the game. I, I'm so excited for regular season football that preseason is just, you know, it's it's making me anxious. Absolutely. It always does. And the regular season, I totally agree. I'm, I'm really excited for it. I cannot wait for week one um, against the Lions to see what this team – I see all the starters, see George Kittle back, see Garoppolo play a full game, you know, all these guys that we missed for a significant portion. See Nick Bosa – I mean, my Lord, it's been a really long time since we've seen him being able to play. I mean, if you think about it, week one last year against the Cardinals, the defense struggled in that game. So Nick Bosa was kind of, you know, non-existent in that game. So really the last time we saw the real Nick Bosa was in the Super Bowl. That's a long time from from now. So being able to see him back on the field, D Ford back on the field, you know, it, it's crazy. That's how tough our season was last season that, we didn't have a lot of these guys at our disposal at all last season. So the fact that we have them back now is going to be really nice and refreshing to see. And hopefully they'll be able to stay on their, uh, stay on the field long-term, but that's it for this episode. Next week, we'll break down week two against the chargers Chevy final thoughts. 
Uh, final thoughts. You know, I'm excited to see another game of Trey Lance. Every game matters. Treyway. No doubt. Reps, reps, more reps is, is all you're looking for here. And seeing who stands out. There were a few guys that stood out in week one. Let's see who stands out in week two. Um, for those of you that don't know the time of the game, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, 4.30 Pacific. Niners, Chargers also will be on NFL Network, not in people in California, but everywhere else, so you can catch the game there as well. But that'll do it from this week's episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Twitter as well for more Niners news and analysis. And we will see y'all next week, faithful. And that is a wrap for this week's episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis.